one of the all-time favorite shows. We shall be discussing our guilty pleasures. Yeah. So, like, I, I just have a little gripe with it. You know, like, the horror films, they're meant to, like, leave the whole audience tossing and turning at night. They're afraid of the, any noise or shadow in their room. And that's the whole premise of why you'd watch a horror film. Today, that's not what we're discussing. No. No. What we are discussing are the, as mentioned, guilty pleasures. They're kind of like the films where you can... Put your brain at the door for an hour and a half and just crack on. And that's what I'm saying. That's my problem. Like, there is nothing really wrong with watching these films and having a bit of crack. Because if anybody asked me what are my favourite horror movies, I'd be like, the ones that I can turn on and turn off my brain. So my... The majority of my favourite movies would actually be considered guilty pleasures. Because just as a kind of, like, I couldn't pick any off the top of my head. I'm like... I can't, like, they're not, oh, I cringe when I tell people about them. But, uh, so I looked online and I was, like, looking yeah. up uh, articles of what, and I'm like, excuse me, Mr. or Mrs. Critic. I was like, they're not bad films. They're, well, mm-mm. okay, wait, wait, wait. No, I might have to backtrack on a few of those. But they're just a bit of good fun. That's it. Like, a lot of them know exactly what they are. Yeah, if you separate yourself from knowing that you're not going to be sitting down to something that's absolutely critically acclaimed yeah that it's not going to be setting the world on fire and that you're just going to have a bit of fun yeah it's actually i kind of have just decided that something that i enjoy i don't really care if anybody else Uh likes it it's like going to mcdonald's like you know what you're getting you're happy with it and you might try and rustle up yourself a little toy at the end yeah and i really like mcdonald's yeah nothing wrong with that like I just I won't take the shame damn it yeah but like because when I was younger and I finally got the chance to start watching some horror movies like to myself you know like I'd buy them on DVDs and all that sort of stuff or videotapes yeah oh, I had a few of those my brother used to be like oh what you watching and that's a load of crap and he and then he after a few years was like your taste in films are awful which I've now thought I'm a grown-up now I in my own house get to watch whatever film I want yeah only for now my husband to be the one telling me that I have awful taste in films and usually won't trust if I recommend a film won't trust that it's good oh, no. unless you've had a bit of time to read them and go oh no actually this this could be a good film it's different strokes for different folks though yeah, yeah. because and it's funny if we'd done this a couple of years ago I would have been felt so guilty to admit to the films that I actually really like confidence with age yeah I I don't care this is what I like I always felt like I had to say that I really liked all the classic kind of horror movies and you have to pay your dues and stuff like that I still haven't seen well no I I know I've seen a good chunk but you know like I'm sure there's a few like I haven't seen oh there's loads I definitely haven't seen and there's ones I'm going to watch them like because I like them but Mm -hmm. as well like there's a lot of horror that came after this classics yeah. that are just brilliant movies and oh, stuff yeah. like that. And it doesn't matter if they're not considered the, the staple kind of classics. They're still good fun. They're still like that terrible gore and yeah. shock and stuff like that. And just because somebody mightn't be into it doesn't mean. Yeah, it's like as well. Um, like say something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 as I was saying a few episodes back we had Matthew McConaughey in it yeah and it's like he knew 
well, this isn't an Oscar-worthy film. It's, it was one of his first few early roles, and he went hell for leather. Ho, ho, ho. Ah. Uh, but he went right into it, and he was like, well, if this is a slapstick kind of, not slapstick film, but like about crazy cannibalistic family he went all in and just leaned into the crazy and like knew that it was going to be a silly film not going to be taken seriously and yeah he had his fun yeah i watched a video by mojo on youtube yeah. they do um these really great kind of top five top ten videos yeah, they're very good and they were doing a video on i think it was like the top 10 most ridiculous shark movies <laughs> And the fact that there's 10, no, more than 10, because there's the top 10. Oh my God, there's, I'd say, hundreds. What like, they're the crazy. They yeah. weren't even in them. Oh, wow. But these ones were just the most over-the-top and crazy ones. And they were talking, there was one where they were like, it really takes itself too seriously. Like, the actors, <laughs> they didn't know how they weren't even cracking up, like, doing it. But the next one, they said, like, the actors knew. Just to have a bit of fun. Yeah. They knew what they were in. They knew it wasn't going to, like I said, set the world on fire. And it was probably ten times better than the one that took itself really seriously. Yes. And was like going for something that it was never going to be. Reaching for the stars. Yeah. But it's like, is that the, was it the second Texas Chainsaw Massacre where you were saying like the cover of that where they yeah. did the breakfast club? Like, that's what I mean. Go for it. Like, go for it. Go hard. But see, what well, one of the problems is with a lot of not necessarily guilty pleasure horror films is sometimes I might be determined to watch a film to the very end because I'm thinking yeah. it has to get better it just has to get better no there's actually only in my lifetime one or two films and I go no do you know there's no redemption in this film what did, you, what did you turn off oh my gosh there was a film on Netflix with Rosie McGowan and it's I can't even remember the name and I think it might still be there but it's like white noiser it looked like a paranormal activity because it was like it was paranormal possibly investigation white yeah. noise or something and I thought it was one of the spin-offs and I okay. haven't seen past paranormal activity three so I thought oh they got Rosie McGowan in it no it's just she goes <laughs> is it any relation to the film series white noise that again couldn't tell you but basically it's she is this debunker Okay. And she goes into these tunnels and she says it's that you don't see a ghost. It's the sound vibration. She's so smug. It opens on a scene where it's like this guy, his son is convinced there's a ghost in the house in his bedroom. But they're near an airport and it's the sound of the airplanes taking off. It's the vi- sound vibration <laughs> that comes through there. Okay. It's messing with his brain. And so she's doing like a live blog. So she's just like, or tweeting. And she keeps saying, you know, air count is real low. I'm hallucinating. I've got headaches, nosebleeds. Oh, it's the sound vibrations really high. Better watch out. And I'm like, oh my good God. And I went, oh no, no. And it was just like, she's a good actress. Like I loved her in screen. Yeah. But in this, no. She was like, she Bit didn't. Bit of a Lohan yeah, role. Yeah, she was like, um, and I couldn't be sure if she was wearing a wig or not. And I felt that I put more thought into, is it a wig or is it just a crap haircut? That um, I was like, okay, switch off. I'm I, have other, I have other things to be doing with my life. And I'm trying to, if I'm not getting a good vibe of a film, I'm just trying to. Because uh, at least the good thing with Netflix now, it's kind of like I just fast forward through a good bit and go, no, no, still awful. Okay, switch off, boy. That's actually a good idea. I would, I would never have thought of that, just going through to see does it get any better. Controversially. Well, I, obviously, I don't find it controversial, but I feel that some people <laughs> we do. We need to just say it as like, um, oh, this is in case anyone like gives aid to us. We're, we're trying to play both sides. 
I turned off it too, the new one. I just thought it was no. tripe. And it's like two hours long. And it like I even found in the original 1990s TV, made for TV one, that the the episode two wasn't so good. That it's kind of like when they were adults, I felt it so unbelievable that they were... I can't even begin to imagine but how you'd be after childhood trauma. Yeah. But I just felt as if they were scared of like their own shadows and stuff. And it was just so OTT afraid. Film one was, what was it, two hours? Oh. Real It was really... Long. I don't know because I, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. It was forty-five minutes long for you. Yeah, well, I don't even know if I got to forty-five minutes. I know I got to the bit where they were in the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. And they would all that's been not together. Too far in. Yeah. And I was just like, I yeah, I think I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Yeah. yeah. It, it is. It's like, and the scares in it weren't to the extent of the first one. Yeah, I felt, and it's funny for me to say this because I know I'd said I feel that sometimes the like the acting cast will make the movie mm-hmm. and this and it's a journey that I've learned I'm completely wrong about. <laughs> um but this really cemented the fact that they threw actors at it and it just yeah. wasn't good. No, 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 no. And but fair play to them. I don't know you this would have been actually before you or after you stopped watching it. But Stephen King made a cameo in it. Oh. Because the guy who's the writer in it, the main for the main kid when yeah. he grew up, no, Georgie's his younger brother. I can't remember his name. That's how much obviously the yeah. film made a, an impression on me. But he is. He's like, oh my god, my bike is in a secondhand shop. And he goes to buy it, and the seller of it is um Stephen King. And he's like taking the mick out of himself because the guy who is the, now the author, none of his endings of his books stick. They all kind of fizzle out. They're not so good. So obviously, oh, okay. Stephen King. And so Stephen King is taking the piss out of this writer by saying, oh yeah, no, I like your books, but the, air, the endings are just terrible. And I really want to like it. I yeah. really do. I that wanted kind of to love it. it towards the end, but you're just like, eh. Uh, yeah. Like I, they just bully him into, till he, till Pennywise shrivels up into this tiny little almost fetus and then I think they are no stomp on it or kill it but whatever but they have to bully it I don't like his costume his costume really turned me off I can't Pennywise. even remember it's like a frilly frou-frou uh, yeah. yeah yeah every time I see it I'm kind of like uh, and it goes again like I really don't like when somebody turns around and goes oh the original is more just that I'm more familiar with the original I would never like Sorry, write something so off times. yeah yeah because oh I am too invested in that I wouldn't write write it off because of that if anything actually if somebody made a remake of something I really liked it would make me go more because I'd be like oh I wonder what they've done with this yeah because you know yeah there would be a part of me that's like oh no I don't want them touching it but then at the same same time my morbid curiosity of like yeah have they done like like in Psycho did they do a shot for shot remake which was just awful um or have they put a spin on it and what i'm not liking about some remakes is i think i've said this before is just like swapping the gender yeah of the main characters just to yeah. make it like especially obviously horror is very like the protagonist is usually always a man and yeah. if you make it a woman like ooh, edgy and like i'd like if they do a kind of like a theme change in it or something like not just a character yeah. gender change we won't be constantly talking about our gripes because what we're meant to be talking <laughs> about is uh, our guilty pleasures yeah so uh, the kind of the first one that came to my mind is I Know What You Did Last Summer, which again, I'm kind of like, I don't think it's bad. Per se. The acting is cheesy, but in a great way. Yeah, like this would be in my top 
colors. Yeah. 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 And like when I came across it first, I was like, oh, come on. It's not that bad. It is quite believable that when they knock over the guy, that of course some of them are going to like, they're so close to being in college. Yeah. That they just kind of want to salvage there and you know they were drunk it was one of their dad's cars or something they're like oh they're all gonna be in so much trouble and and they're like but look he was out walking at night time this could have happened to him with anyone else's car and i get kind of the premise that like it's not a complete outlandish but it's the first thing you do at any age when something goes wrong you're like jesus how do i get out of this oh Christ, yeah. You know. And they are meant to only be, like, 17 yeah. in it. Like, they're not meant to be drinking until they're 21, and they're drink driving, and, oh, yeah, no. Um, Great cast, though. Absolutely. And I love, also, there's a song, it's a remake of a song, but it's called Hush, um, and it was done by Kula Shaker. Oh. Um, and it, I think it's in the scene when Ryan Philippe is doing, like, boxing or something like that. It's this song from the film, so it's just something that always stuck out in my head, plus Ryan Philippe boxing. I was just about to say, I don't think I would have noticed anything past Ryan Philippe boxing, actually, yeah. to be um, honest. And then it's another one where Scary Movie creeps into my head because um scenes, like, they, they took straight out of, yeah. I know what you did last summer, into that. Uh, like when the main character in Scary Movie is, um, he's doing the boxing scene and then he comes out and instead of it being, I know what you did, it's a picture of like, he has a tiny wink. Yeah. And he's like, is that the size of the hand of a youth? Oh, those films are brilliant. And then when they do the, and I think the fact that they actually just pull the what are you waiting for scene and do a per- the exact, it just, it kind of added to the fact that yeah, like yeah. it is a very cheesy movie. It's a movie. cheesy film. It's totally easy to rip. But it's like, it's yeah. one of those films as well where the entire character, you're screaming at the film because they are making all the bad choices. They're going into the dark alleyways by themselves. Like Sarah Michelle Gellar's character, before she dies, it's like she thinks she's safe and she's just about to walk out into like the carnival. Yeah. And or the parade that's going by. And then it's just, bam, she gets like, I'm like, don't think you're safe until you are in with the crowd and or with friends or home and it's two days later yeah she just kind of relaxed a little bit too quick and then yeah but it is a good film and it does the tension ramping up really well one film like i said that's a if you want to call it a guilty pleasure yeah the second one i still know what you did last summer is pure trash it's funny the first one for me would be just a standalone great film yeah the second one for me would be a guilty pleasure which kind of shows our level of I don't remember a lot of it. I do know the premise. They're going off to a Jamaican island. They won. They a won a competition, but there is no competition is and all Prince this Jr. stuff. Still in that? Is he yeah. still in it? Yeah. So it's just basically them because obviously the other two uh, were killed out in the first film. But Jack Black dreadlocks, yeah. and it's that's what I remember from it. Jack Black and his portrayal would be very much. That would not fly. In that would not fly now. So you're like, wow. Whose son did you run over to be made to be in this film? Or yeah. like, what bills did you have to pay? I think he was popular at the time, though, he was. to be fair. He was so it's away. that kind of cameo. Yeah. Um, that, and you would go, oh my God, Jack Black's in this. Oh, yeah. you know, so at the time, I think it made sense. He would have helped pull it together for the actors after they lost Ryan Philippe and Sarah Michelle Gellar. So, yeah. so that was just the, one of the first ones that came to my mind yeah. for Guilty Pleasures. I respect, but completely disagree oh no 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 such a great film but that's what i'm saying is (laughs) it's like i have no problem with calling these just pleasures to watch 
not guilty. I, you know, I might die on my hill from this it's, episode. It's allowed. You're yeah. allowed to say it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. That is okay. That is all right. I'm not feeling worry. so bad about half of them. No, like... I might watch them alone in a dark room with like uh, a big bag of crisps or something. If I'm going guilty, I may as well, you know, like, don't look at me. Dive in. Yeah. Dive in. When I do my guilty pleasure watching, it's usually before COVID and before lockdown when we actually could socialise. In the socialize. before time. Yeah, in the time before now. When we could socialise, um, I, myself and my husband, we would usually go out on a Friday night mm-hmm. and then on a Saturday he would kind of sleep in and like not sleep in late but I just get up very early mm-hmm. and I generally get up really early so I can get up watching a horror movie so I just, nice. yeah, that's it's my Saturday, Saturday routine. Cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> my Saturday cartoons are now Saturday morning Splatoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're my guilty pleasure Saturday morning splatoons. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I would usually get up generally, won't lie, still drunk. I'm one of those people that my hangover is not hitting until it's later in the day. So I'll get up, feel it's great. Sweet. Oh, yeah. No, but I actually think I'd rather have it over in the day. And then because by five o'clock I'm dying to death and I can't do anything. Mm. So I'll usually get up and I'll watch some sort of terrible because you have, Fantastic. as we are recording this right now, I'm looking at you, have a lovely mountain of DVDs that I'm so envious of. We have a load of DVDs. It's funny, I never watch them though. Like, <laughs> I never really watch the DVDs. It's always on like Netflix or... Um, Prime, do Or Prime. Yeah. Yeah, or Shudder <laughs> as well. It's funny, you um, might look at that for an idea and then watch yes, it on Prime. <laughs> yeah. It's mad. And I've actually, I've started only buying them if they're not on Netflix or Prime. Yes. Because I do have a lot that would kind of cross over. But no, I've gotten more into it. Because I find you can't really get anything but guilty pleasures on the likes of Amazon and... Mm. Netflix does. Not even I wouldn't call it guilty pleasures. Yeah. Some trash. Yeah. They're pretty bad. Netflix just love playing the sequels to films. Yeah, it's hard. Like, you won't get... Well, like, some of them are fantastic. But Mm -hmm. you won't... You generally won't get... What I'm looking for is really yeah. the because nine times out of ten the sequel is not the version of the film you were looking for. No, but one of the ones that was from my Saturday morning was a film called Joyride, um, and I actually watched this. It was funny. A friend of ours was staying in the house as well, so I was like wrapped up on the couch in a blanket, and he heard me up and came mm-hmm. down, and the two of us just, just watched and watch- this yeah, yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. and it was fantastically awful so the whole thing is they're in um guy played by paul walker and he is going across country or across whatever to go and meet his uh his love interest and um he has to pick up his like good for nothing brother from jail on the way so it's meant to be a joyous ride across the country not he's robbed a car and he's gone for a joyride oh no they haven't robbed a car Ah. No, no. He buys this car because he wants to go and meet his love. Mm-hmm. And um, on the way, he has to pick up his brother. And uh, 100% the reason why I watch this movie is because of the actor who the brother is. It's Steve Zahan. Mm-hmm. I've totally, completely messed up his surname. But he is from <laughs> That Thing You Do, my fave film. Oh, yeah, um, you mentioned that before, yeah. So it's the, he's... In the same film as the baddie from Prom Night. Yeah. Yeah. So anything, any of that cast is in, I'm watching. 
But yeah, so Paul Walker and this guy are kind of like, you kind of can't go too wrong. But the whole thing is they have this car, there's a two-way radio on it and they decide to pull a prank where Paul Walker puts on this like, <laughs> this like woman's voice and he's like, hi, is there anyone alone out there? This is Cherry on the airway. This is actually getting something in my, oh my God, I think I've seen this. They go to the, they tell him to meet them at the motel room. Then somebody's yes. killed. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, it's so bad. It's good. Can't um, believe until this very second. Yeah. Africa. It's when he said about the fucking cherry. cherry. Like, oh, it's just like a shooting. And it just hits into your brain. You're like, oh my God, I have seen this. It is. It's just fantastically bad. Yeah. It's so good. And like that, just... I just thought one of the most ridiculous ideas for a film. Yeah. But was like, this is gas. And I just thought as well that, like, Paul Walker, so random. Yeah. It was such a random... He was of the Fast and Furious time, like, then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it was 2001. So I suppose they're just sticking him in a car and they're like, people will recognise him now. Yeah. He's in a car. He's in a car. Put him in a movie, put him in a car. People yeah. are going to watch it. And then the, the love interest is Lily Sabisky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was in... She me- was in Never Been Kissed. And the Meteor film, which was not called... Yes, Deep Impact. Thank and you. And The Glass House. The Glass House is great. But I'm not sure how I feel about her. I feel that she's she's very similar to Jodie Foster, but she's she not quite there. She Helen Hunt, facially. Oh my God, actually, yeah. if Jodie Foster and Helen Hunt had a baby, yeah, yeah that would be her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not sure how I feel about her. So I just thought it was the most bizarre meeting of actors and people yeah it's just a fantastic um turn your brain off yeah this is hilarious i don't know what's happening they're thrill of a chase kind of thing thrill of a chase they're in a motel they're now in the highway they're now in a cornfield i don't know but it's got escalation it's brilliant and at one stage he's like I want you to feel the shame that I felt when nobody was there and he makes them like get naked and walk into the gas station or yes. like this diner or something. Yeah. And I'm just like, I appreciate the sentiment because I'm all right with seeing both of them. They're quite nice mm-hmm. to look at. Um, but I just thought like, how can we get that side of the movie when we're in a car chase, we'll just make them get naked. Yeah. And I was like, like, yes. Yeah, yeah. They've gone. We need somebody dead. We need like a car chase, and we need some nakedness. And for once, I was kind of like, it's nice that it's two lads and it's not two girls who've had yeah. to be topless in a movie. So I was kind of like, especially in horror. Yeah. Yes, I will take that. Yeah, grab it so with that both hands. So that is my first guilty pleasure. Yeah. And um, so another one that crops to mind for me is Anaconda, J Lo, Ice Cube. And John Voight, Angelina Jolie's daddy. Yeah. And so it's basically, I think they're just meant to be a documentary crew. And then John Voight's character is like, I I can't, it's it's been that long since I've seen it. But he comes across him and is like, um, now we are either on the hunt for this anaconda or something's happened where they have to work alongside with them. But suddenly goes from just being a documentary crew to hunting an anaconda and Owen Wilson is in it as well <laughs> Would you so I just imagine he goes see an anaconda and goes oh wow oh wow yeah. um, but it's a bloody crazy film like um, Ice Cube is just calling him like hey worm worm this yeah. and then the snake screams in one scene I'm like no 
but it is. It's just it's brilliant. And it was like with J Lo before she became like the true star she is yeah. now. And she was in some like weird kind of films at the time. But it is it just comes together. It's so nineties so though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, oh, it is. Um, I was gonna say it's maybe from ninety seven or ninety eight, but I'm not. I'm like I don't know hundred percent, but I just know it's like John Voight's character as well. He's really really sleazy in it. Nice. And um, and he also has like this terrible like pony, ta- yeah, ponytail things like coming out the back of his head. Like that just makes him more greasy. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, you're gonna you know help find this anaconda for me, and of course then it's like almost everyone then dies because this man is just forcing them into further deeper into the jungle to get this giant snake um but there's some good kills in it and eventually like as well it happens with john Voight's character is you see how like the anaconda like you hear of them how they wrap themselves around your body yeah and then you suffocate and then they like detach their jaw swallow you whole and it's like the acids of their stomach yeah it, like is what will disintegrate your body but i think like i think john void ends up First he gets bit by the snake and he just he gets very swollen and um it's either he's been spat back out or what I think I think he gets bit by the snake a few times so you can see as the venom goes from he just starts to get like like a raspberry kind of face with all the redness and all the lumps and bumps and then he gets eaten but he's still like smug prick yeah. as he's getting eaten by the snake and I'm like I just die already but um end it. Yeah, that's even myself and one of my friends from college. We were almost going to say, because it's on Netflix, we are going to do, like, during, like, proper lockdown, we are going to do a live watching of it. Love yeah, that idea. But my husband was like, I will not be in the room, because I'm like, I didn't ask you to be. You don't need to be. Yeah. I don't want to hear you, like, you know, giving out beside me whilst I'm trying to have fun watching this. Oh, I'm a solo stuff. horror movie watcher. Yeah. Why yeah. am I watch them? Yeah, no, it's it's... Well... He has, in fairness, actually in credit to him since we've started this, he's started to watch them with me so I don't have to watch, like, research movies on my own, which is quite sweet. That's, yeah. No, I haven't hit that level yet, but now I'm getting work done to my house and I have a feeling, like, if I want to watch this, we have one laptop and it's his. Yeah. So I'm going to have to try some sort of, like, Jedi mind trick to get him not only, we've only one room now to stay in in the house, so not only to watch it with me, but to let me use his laptop to watch them off of yeah because you can't even be like you go do whatever you want yeah you go hang out in the bathroom i'll just watch this <laughs> yeah it won't work no that well my next one i'm actually gonna hop to because it has our friend owen wilson in it also oh, wow. wow i'll stop doing that now. no that's okay that's okay <laughs> um the haunting yes and this I will say, is a guilty pleasure. I yeah, do actually, actually yeah, kind of yeah, cringe yeah, yeah, a bit when yeah. I talk about this one. Um, I just think... The kids' faces and like all the woodwork and everything. Gaff. It is. It's, it's just... It's so funny. Bananas. Like, yeah. it's so crazy. So you have Liam Neeson, who in it is an absolute ride. Mm. And I love the fact that he actually has his nice accent in it. It's his normal kind it's of before just... he. It's only in like in the Taken films and it's like he's trying the American accent. I suppose he was American in those. So I know, <laughs> that's but probably Arnie, why he put them on. Arnie's like all his characters in the nineties, like John Everyman, American character, and then he's like, yeah, I'm American, and you're like, but that was because he was just bad. No. And I know you have. I'll a, die on that hill. I, I know you're a lord. I'm a lord. 
<laughs> I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. That is totally fine. He just couldn't do accents. And could, apparently, when the first Terminator film was made, and they were, um, he offered to do the German translation for it, the dubbing yeah. for it, and they were like, in Germany, they were like, "Feck off, no, your Austrian accent is like a really thick Kulchi accent yeah. for them," and they were like, "You are not doing the German." For your own film, in like your first spoken language, and the only time I ever heard him speak German was in some prison breakout film with Sylvester Stallone. That was like almost should have been straight to DVD, but wasn't. We saw yeah. it in cinema. It's like some scene where he needs to distract a guard by looking crazy, so he starts ranting and raving in German. And myself, my husband looked at each other like, "This is the first time we've ever heard him speak German." Yeah. Ever. Um. So yeah. Sorry. Segue. I love Ernie. That's all right. You do. You do, and that's I should okay. have had that Ernie Dean pen. You should have. I was going to go with Conan. It would have been brilliant. It would have been brilliant. <laughs> but anyway, back anyway, to Liam. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, Liam Neeson is the um the guy who brings them all in, and it's like this under the guise of a study for insomniacs. Mm. And he gets um Nell, who is Eleanor. Eleanor, So she is an insomniac. She has been caring for her mother. Her mother dies, then she's kicked out of her house, and she gets a phone call to say that this is going on. It's her saving How do they know to call her? Ooh, what's going on? Why call her? And then you also have Liam Neeson and Catherine Zeta-Jones, who I just wanted to be because she's one of the most beautiful women in the entire world. She's so stunning. Yeah. I um, really don't like... Eleanor no. <laughs> at all. She's very annoying. Very like beige. She's like, nothing that's going on with her. Like, so yeah. such a perfect yeah. yeah, she's so beige. And I won't lie, when I saw her in the conjuring, I was like, this is and then she was actually brilliant. She was fantastic. I was like, oh, it turns yeah. out she's actually just a good actress. Yeah, it was it was just a horrific script that was given for her and yeah. she couldn't put too much like personality into it. And her voice is so like there's something about her voice that actually creeps me out a bit. It makes me cringe a bit. Mm. So it just I'm like Bleh. but again, going back to scary movie. I always think of when she's driving up to the house <laughs> and you know yeah, and your one is like, Quiet bitch, I'm trying to sing. Yeah, and then she just la 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 Oh it's that's so fantastic. perfect. Yeah. It's so good. And like, yeah, when I think of that film I always think of scary movie. I can't help but think of the scary movie films when we're talking about it. And when we were talking about doing this episode, I was like, Oh, I have the scary movies in there and you were like, They're not guilty pleasures and no. I was like no, they're not. And the only reason why I was going to put them in there because I was like, they're not technically horrors. So is it mm. kind of like, I'm like, oh, it's a guilty pleasure because it's not horror. But then I was like, no, you're totally right. They're just brilliant yeah, movies. Absolutely. They're so, so good. So yeah, my second one is definitely The Haunting. Oh, and actually, right, when I was looking it up, it won some awards. No. Yeah. Razzies or proper awards? Yeah. Oh, so okay. it was nominated for many. But it won in the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. It won the worst remake and worst picture. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Twice for your effort there. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. I was like, that. That's a. That's one for the yeah. for the book. Um. But it was nominated for like worst screenplay, worst director, like a lot of stuff. And they went hard on that film. Yeah, they really did. They they went hard or went home and they, yeah. they went home. They went home. Yeah. Yeah. And to bring it all back to mom again. 
Liam Neeson because I'm actually my mum went to college with him. No. Yeah. Yeah. Fellow alumni. There you go. There you go, yeah. Mm-hmm. The another one that I was thinking of is Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. Now it's been so long it's it's again like I was looking up ideas and I'm like what do people class as guilty pleasures and I'm like I saw it that was on and I'm like why are you calling it a guilty pleasure like it's a very tense film I know the weird alien hybrid creature that's going on but once you proper see him you're like what that, is that that's is that like a man bat kind of yeah and yeah but like the story about it is so good it's like they are a brother and sister and they're going cross country to get back to their parents after what was it end of college or for the summer break or something it's like that. It's been years. But it's basically it's like like Joyride. They're going across and then, um, I think they might shout something out the window at the guy who's, it's he's because they're reading all the license plates and it's like they thought it's beat and be go. eating you. Yeah, and they're like, oh, it's beat and go, and like later on the cop that's beat eating you, but um, and then he chases them in their car for so long. And then like that, they um they they after they get away from him, they see him like like later on dumping something down this chute. Yeah. And then that's when the brothers like lower me down. I want to see it. like the most stupid. Like why? And why? Like, Where are the steps to get out of that? Why? How do you think your sister will be able to just hold you? Why? Yeah, it's just it's so <laughs> wrong. So of course he inevitably falls in, and then he just sees all the weirdness. He does manage to get out, but he has got a scent for him now for the brother and then it goes like where they're on the run and then they see this woman and she's like oh if you ever hear the song jeepers creepers yeah which i have to think old songs like that put them in a horror movie and they are quite disturbing they are really disturbing and i remember the weekend that i watched that i went into um school that monday and i did music in school and i was like I was really talented at the instrument that I played. Um, I was like, was I was it the up triangle? there. It wasn't the triangle. No, no, there was a lot more skill involved. It was the recorder. It was a wind instrument, a wind plastic. Wind. Yeah, the recorder. It's like they actually did say that I had a gift. You did the fantastic cover of Game of Thrones. I like that was the tin whistle name. Oh, sorry. Right? Yeah. So the tin whistle and the recorder are very different oh, no, I actually, instruments. Just, oh God. Sorry. Very different. Oh. I have a God-given talent for the recorder. <laughs> but I remember, no, I remember actually going in on the Monday and we had watched it over the weekend and the sheet music came down for Jeepers no. Creepers and I was like, I'm going to die and I have Don't to play my, my own music. Yeah. I'm playing my own funeral song. Oh. So not only was it a terrifying sound, imagine six or seven second-year music students trying Don't. to play... <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like yeah there ain't no more terrifying <laughs> he's not gonna want to steal that. anybody oh yeah that, actually no. he was probably like he's just backing away no. from that door going oh god my head, no no i'll wait that for another 50 years or however long he can go be- between eating and um, but like the scene at the end where he finally the brother gets caught like they're in uh they go to the uh, police station and then he ends up like attacking the police station and they hit yes. him and then it's like he just gets caught and brought out and you just see the sister looking up like bemused and like it's not like as if she's totally afraid that her brother's just being like taken by this winged creature yeah and then you think he's okay because then you see him at the very end and your man's playing jeepers creepers but then you just see 
two holes from his yeah. eyes through his hole because he sniffs the brother at one stage earlier yeah. on in the film and yeah. that's how he knows that well, yeah because it's obviously what was it he's picking certain things from people to eat and that keeps them going who was it that you spoke about before Ed Kemper was it Ed Kemper with the nipple butt oh no that was Ed Gein Ed ah, Kemper was I the head thinking fucker. that sorry so yeah and then he was the mother <clears throat> head fucker Ed Gein wasn't there like some kind of like he had the suit of skin mm-hmm. so like this guy was kind of yeah it's almost like kind of sustenance what this reminds me of i think i told you before in the first episode was the episode of the x-files um yeah where the guy could eat the livers and he would live such a very long life if he ate five livers in a certain space of time yeah he could then live for another 34 or 35 years or whatever but he needs to do it again that's kind of what this reminded me of he was picking body parts to eat for sustenance and in jeepers creepers the creature could only eat on a certain amount of years so every 28 years <clears throat> and apparently actually this is the like 28th year or something so so 2020 can get worse yeah yeah especially if you learn how to play that song yeah and start following people around town with it and obviously we don't support anything to do with the director of this movie no we mentioned that before but it's in the vein like i like rosemary's baby but I w- yeah yeah but you one, have to kind yeah. of detach but we're not saying to go or promoting or anything yeah just to good all right bit of fun film yes yeah if we didn't know yeah if we yeah yeah but it's perfect. good to know you need to know you need to know absolutely yeah. you're 100% right so a couple of other ones that I had been looking at were I'm going to put two together here mm-hmm. um so it's gas I have a really bad memory of things so I actually thought this actor was in this one and this other actor oh, was in this one yeah, yeah. yeah and it turns out they're actually all totally different movies and they're not all the same movies <laughs> In your head, though, it's I'm one like, Uber film. Was that, like, with Penn Badgley not in all of these movies? Yeah. Turns out he was not. Yeah. He was not in the same movie from, like, 2002, 2009, and 2009. He's like, just got that face where it just... Very upsetting. Yeah. yeah, it upsets me. So, I'm going to put Obsessed with Beyonce, Idris Elba, and Ali Larter. Mm-hmm. Was oh, she the one who was in Final Destination as yes. well? Yes! Ah. Yes! Yeah. Um, so it's this movie where um, she's a temp. She comes in. He's the like high powered exec manager kind of business. Owner. Um, yeah, very attractive. Mm. Um, and she kind of gets this whole. Basically, she she has a big crush on him, and she kind of wants um to be his wife to wear his for skin. life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and more so the skin of his wife. Beyonce. Oh, will you love me now? Yeah. Yeah, this whole fatal attraction kind of thing ensues yeah. where she is like, I love you, and it's telling the wife that they've had an affair, but they actually haven't had an affair. She's imagined it all. She's imagined yeah. it all. She's all a bit mad. Um, But it is <laughs> just good holiday fun. Yeah. Like, sit down, watch it. You're going to hate it, but you're going to love it so much. And with that in mind, I put that with Swim Fan. From uh-huh. 2002. Have you heard of it? I don't funny. know. Funny. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Big movie. Big It was movie. a big splash. It was a big splash. <laughs> it has Jesse Bradford in it, right? And he was in Hackers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with Matthew Lillard. Mm-hmm. And he was in Bring It On. And he was in um, Romeo and Juliet. And he seems <laughs> to have been the same age in every single movie. Like, these actually go from, like, it's like 97. Dorian Gray, he has a painting up in his attic somewhere. 
the man doesn't age. And like when I was actually looking him up, I was like, is he doesn't age now? <laughs> is this it's, an old picture or what? That's actually probably the most terrifying thing about it. That he's ah. just the same age. So basically, Jesse, who is Ben, is the star of the swim team. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the new girl, um, Madison, comes along and, you know, she um, she really likes him. And she wants to be with him. And he has this girlfriend, Amy. They have this lovely relationship. Great life. Wholesome. You know, wholesome. Yeah. He's he's the star guy. She's the girlfriend. And Madison comes along and one thing leads to another. And they have like this night of romance. Oh, or yeah. not even a night of romance. It's a, it's a bit of romance in the swimming pool. Uh-huh. Yeah. So basically she inserts herself into his life. He comes home. She's in the house with his parents. Ooh. She becomes best friends with the with the girlfriend. With the girlfriend. Oh, and again, exactly the same kind of fatal attraction. That I believe is called the five flush floater. <laughs> where uh as I I never had heard that phrase before until it was basically what they call my co- all of my cousins' ex girlfriends. Right. Because they were like, you know, you hear like a clinger. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, what the hell is a five flush load? And they're like, it's exactly what it says on the tin. They will not leave. That's um, lovely. Isn't it? It's so I nice. I thought it was so Such a term of in. endearment. Yeah. Gorge. Yeah, so they were my next two that I would put together. They're kind of very similar. They are yeah. pretty much exactly the same story. Yeah. yeah. That is like a fear of mine Um, that like someone will get the crush on like, your husband or whatever or as I mean my husband and then like just goes like stalker crazy or even if it could happen to you that someone at work or whatever or just someone a friend you know and they just start inserting themselves in your life I would it's something that could happen it definitely it's not beyond the round no 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 absolutely not but I would actually more pity somebody who would who would come in and try and insert themselves because I'd be so like hey and i've Friend. like watched too many horror movies and would just go mental and they'd be like actually i'm sorry your husband's cute but you're insane <laughs> i'm just gonna leave now yeah. thank yeah. you and i'm like and then you just go around to and go you're welcome yeah got another one off your back there and he's just like, never gonna be i was thing. actually having an affair was in love with her and i was gonna leave you and i'd be like hey, i knew can't now yeah you stick with me that's about your love yeah but you know like don't you love yeah. And then they say another kind of kind of like that two put together. Yeah. And one and both of these films I haven't seen all of. But <laughs> I just still wanted to mention them. Sharknado and Ghost Shark. And I know Ghost you're Shark. a lover of ghost film of uh, shark films. Yes. Ghost Shark was actually the film where they said that they were they knew that it wasn't gonna be a great yeah. film and they just went with it. They I were okay saw, with yeah, it. Yeah, I saw that um Ghost Shark on the sci-fi channel back when I was still living at home and like how the shark could just pop out of any bit of water the shark could pop out and kill you like there's a plumber and there's a bit of water in the u-bend underneath the sink and he kills the plumber there are like Beautiful. a load of like sexy girls washing cars for yeah. money and then it comes out of a bucket of water like because I think compared that to Sharknado Sharknado is like yeah it's tongue-in-cheek but it's also kind of a little bit serious ish but Sharknado is I like I don't know that Sharknado no, 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 but I just think I find Ghost Shark is balls to the walls more crazy than Sharknado. I mean, I know Sharknado is sharks and tornadoes and then Tara. Yeah, I yeah, don't think I she would. She gets the chainsaw hand. Yeah, no, it's, it's 
it's bananas and it's I think it's meant to be bananas yeah yeah I suppose actually it, the longer you think about Sharknado and how like what was it the sequel had Jedward like yeah. it is another level of just insane. like they're they're dark comedy like that's yeah. their genre oh, anyway yeah. but just I had to give them a mention because it's just so funny and I love I do love a film that's like not meant to be yeah that it's like how high were you when you came up with this and yeah and it's also like a film where i'm like i don't want to watch this sober yeah 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 sharknado is one of my all-time favorite yeah. movies i have my i survived sharknado t-shirt mm-hmm. um my nieces were obsessed with it because it's just again good family fun yeah. There's a part of I remember myself and Grace watched this together and it's just hilarious. Like so <laughs> water spouts just lift sharks. And like <laughs> there's like oh there's this bit where they're on the like the motorway and <laughs> the water levels are rising and but it's like it's not even as high as the wheels. And you look down, they're like, Oh my god, there's a fin and you can see the fin. It should be flopping around really. But like not even that, right? It's enough for it to kind of be like you can see it and stuff like that. But then it shoots to so that you can see the like the shark's view. It's in an ocean. Like it's it's clearly an ocean. <laughs> it's clearly there's no way like like it's this is there's not so on much road. water. It's just amazing. And the fact that the main guy is from nine oh two and oh Tara Reed's in it, as he said, Jedward come into it, which are just like the boys were like winning at Twitter like, COVID at yeah. the moment. Oh, they're, are they? They're owning it. They keep telling Jim Court to shut up and put his gym full hat back on. <laughs> it's very funny. It's actually hilarious. I joined Twitter for that. It like they just seem to be owning it. It's very yeah. funny. They're really clapping back at a lot of people over nice. anti-masking and stuff like that. But then you have as well, uh, Kim Richards. It's very campy. It's just it's really good fun. There's one stage where like I think Tara Reid gives birth inside of one of them, one of the sharks. I remember like, it by the end of the first film, I had predicted that um I someone got killed and she was like a female character and I said to my husband like if she pops out of it and as I was saying if she pops out of that shark's stomach and she chainsawed her way yeah. or whatever and I said I give up. I I like I And had, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. That was the end of it and I'm like ha amazing. Go. And there's so many of them and they're just as good, if not better. Yeah, not I have, I haven't, oh, I think I might have seen a part of the second one, but no, I do need to see. Oh, they're it's just not time to get brilliant. Yeah. They're just brilliant. And that was actually, that was one of my big kind of chunks of guilty horror movies. If there's anything that has a shark in it, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm there. I'm there for it. And like, you might not watch Jaws all that often, but like give you a... No, I actually think that Jaws is too good yeah. <laughs> for it's what I'm looking for, for. Oh yeah. It's not what I'm looking for. There is for. a time when it's like you're going to be given an option to watch a classic or watch um a, a, you know like that a guilty pleasure or a crappy one and you're like oh do you know it's like I don't have the energy in yeah. me to watch especially being at work all day and you're like I just can't. I was like yeah. stick on something that's just ah yeah. A hundred percent. No you're totally right. There's two other ones in the shark kind of realm and there's loads in the shark realm but these are two that I just again though which is so fantastic um so bad but so fantastic there's 47 meters fantastic fantastic um that's yeah terrible (laughs) stop my puns will catch on and they're gonna be on t-shirts you you see you see those 
But there is 47 meters down. Yeah. And then there's 47 meters down uncaged. Okay, which like 40 I, meters up. No, I didn't realize was a like a follow on because they have nothing to do with each other. Really? Like absolutely none. A sequel to it, but okay. Absolutely nothing to well, do with it. Well, if I thought they were the same girls who are like, uh, so that didn't work out the first time, but let's try it again. I'm feeling confident like, about the second time. Totally different stories. Like I had to actually... I, I wasn't going to watch the other one because I was like, oh, it's just, the, it's the, the same, same film. One, yeah. Because they're pretty much the same name. So there's yes. 47 metres down and then there's 47 metres down and like almost in brackets, uncaged, uncaged, and a different one. But the first one is these two sisters, they go on holidays, they decide to go into the water and do some um shark diving. One doesn't want to go into the cage. The other one's like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. What could be wrong? Sharks like, were in a perfectly safe cage. But you see, usually that's fine. Mm-hmm. And like, spoiler alert, not fine. Nope. So they get, um they, for whatever reason, the whole thing the breaks. the system breaks. Yeah. That, yeah. And they go... 47 meters and then the whole rest of the film is the two of them in the cage and trying to get up and like you know one gets eaten and one doesn't but it's just a great film where it's two people with dialogue and being like go no don't go and then it's one on their own going but where could you be i should have never let you go and you're like haha this dialogue is amazing (laughs) and then you have 47 meters (laughs) uncaged which is the guy from the sharks doing MMA cage fighting. Yes, that's exactly. I'd it. like to see that. Um, Aiden from Sex and the City. Hi. Oh, yeah. Is in it, and he is like an underwater archaeologist. No, they do exist. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So he is like looking up. He's not looking up. He's like doing doing some work in a cave mm-hmm. and it is it's this blended family so he's now with his new partner and one has a really popular daughter and one doesn't have a popular daughter but they both but yeah they want they to go they stick them in a cage yeah they've decided that they're going to make them hang out for the day and they're going to go on this um like sightseeing thing in the town and the girls are like this is really embarrassing I'm not going sightseeing and the popular one is like, I'm going to leave. And the unpopular one is like, okay, I'll have to go with her. And basically they go diving in the caves that they're not supposed to be diving in. They see the dad. But there's like this mutated, blind, prehistoric shark that's down there and can like uh-huh. navigate between all the caves underneath. Yeah. And like, if you move, it senses you and stuff. Oh, it's just amazing. It's fantastic. It's terrible. It's brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is brilliant. So those two shark movies highly recommend and all of the sharknadas yeah give it a go um so another one of the uh, guilty pleasures i could think of was 13 ghosts yeah with our boy matthew lillard again yeah and um, so it's a bonkers film yeah that this old guy or he's and he's like i want all these ghosts in the one house because i can't remember fully but i think it like will unlock something if you have all the very specific kind of ghosts like yeah. one of like a child who died then of like people from asylums as uh, someone who's committed suicide then you have like innocent ghosts and all that and yeah. then so only he kills himself to be a part of it i can't remember he what. collects the ghosts yes and then he dies and your man is given the house yeah his like nephew or something yeah. like, who's never heard of this guy before 
yeah. he comes in with his family, his um daughter and son, and the daughter's and the lawyer. American Pie. No, the lawyer. Yeah, the lawyer was like signing off stuff for yeah. him. He's like, and then he goes, grabs a load of money, and then accidentally sets off the yeah. lockdown. But Matthew Litter is like, I'm here um as a like alarm guy or something like that. In the beginning, he kind of shoves himself in. I'm here to check the house out, and then he's like, I'm a ghost hunter, and I get really bad headaches to do a go. I can't remember what the headaches are for. But, like, they have to wear all these, like, really weird, stupid glasses, clear glasses. Yes. So that they can see the ghosts. Um, And so, like, in the first part, it's, like, you just see them going around the house and they can't see anything, but we can see that the ghosts are there. And it's, like, one of those films where they they just CGI'd a lot of it. It wasn't that great. The the characters were made to be, like, really unlikable. Like, the, the lawyer was terrible and um yeah oh it is it's, it's a good bit of fun to watch but it's like the ghosts start start getting released like one by one and i can't remember even what they have to do to stop it yeah because then the ghost of the uncle is like a real git in it and it's like he set all this up so that it would all go tits up so that he could come back i think if if like the the, his nephew gets sacrificed. It has been so many years since I've watched that movie that actually... I could be so wrong. Yeah. But it's like, I know that the the nephew's wife died. Okay. And her ghost was one of the ghosts he had collected. And he's like, you've got my wife. Oh. Yeah. Oh, she was like an, She was like an innocent ghost or something like that. It was one, the one of the 13 that they had to get. Boo. Um, yeah. So it is just really weird. And then, of course, you got the girl from American Pie in it, who was the foreign exchange student or something like yes. that. Yeah. Um, and then she ends up, like, there's just a scene where she's taking a shower, and I'm like, I think they just did that together, topless. Yeah. Like, there was no need for that just to have her in it. But, um, yeah, it's like the characters are just, oh, yeah, it, it is. It's just terrible. Like, I'm like, I did it for the love of seeing what the ghosts were like and their yeah. stories and all that. Like, I'd have done... It is a movie, though, that you often see on people's top lists. Like, it's a high-regarded one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, it is a good premise. It's yeah. just... It's schlocky in a good way. Yeah. Like, I could... Yeah, I'd... I'd, I'd You'd watch it watch. Yeah, I yeah. totally would. I've actually been meaning to. Yeah, actually, that's one I'd really like to rewatch. Yeah, because I forget so much about it. I'm like, yeah, kind of do need to, yeah. Yeah. My next ones I'm going to put together again under the umbrella of teenage TV actors into horror movies. Yes, yeah, natural progression. Natural progression because you're going from your TV roles. You're trying to break trying into to break film. Trying to break into film. Yeah. But actually, at, at the moment, you don't see that as much because TV is so huge. They now. have the golden era yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. So I have Homecoming and the stepfather and they're both from 2009 mm-hmm. so homecoming is mishka barton oh, yeah. from the oc yeah, yeah. The so she plays shelby she is um really looking forward to her boyfriend her sweetheart she has this like real cute southern accent um mikey to come home from college he's like the um the like football hero from the town and uh-huh. he went off to college on a scholarship and all well, she's been talking about is him coming home and he comes home with his new girlfriend. Oh what? yeah. And he's so, like, Hey babe, do you not remember we totally broke up in college? I might have said it just to a girl who looked like you. No, so the thing <gasps> is they actually had broken up. 
and oh, she's oh, just oh. a bit mad. Oh. And she's like obsessed with them. And I'm sensing like, a pattern with the films you like to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she just is like obsessed. Can't believe that he's come back with somebody else. Um, like, did you do this to me? Yes. So the girlfriend Elizabeth decides that she's going to check into a motel for the night and not disrespect his Parents mom or, yeah. by staying yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. My thing is, if you knew that this was the way it was going to go, why didn't you have this set up before going on this trip? Because essentially he drops her off. She's like, hey, can I check in? And the guy's like, we have nowhere for you to stay. And she's like, but your sign. He's like, the sign's broken. So she then has to leave the motel, walking along a dark road. Jesus Christ. Shelby's driving after her shift, really upset because Mike has come home with a new girlfriend and she crashes into the new girlfriend, Elizabeth. So she gets her into the car. Elizabeth wakes up in a room. Sounding familiar? No, no, I, this I ain't seen. Oh, no, no, the story will oh, right. in a moment. So she wakes up in the room. She's hooked up to um loads of, like, a drip. Oh, oh. And she's being cared for by... Shelby. Misery. So it's misery. Yeah. But with two women, slightly different story. Yeah, no, that's actually a good change. Yeah. On it. Yeah. So she is. Yeah. She's minor lover, lover. So she is. She convinced her that she found her at the side of the road. She got into a hit and run, and Look actually how she good saved I am. her. Yeah. 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 And she had all this medical equipment because she stayed home to uh, care for her sick and dying mm-hmm. mother. So, obviously, your man goes looking for the girlfriend. They're like, nobody ever checked in under that name. They think that she's left because she's pissed off and mm-hmm. doesn't actually want to be with him. But basically, it's the whole misery thing, and she it turns out that your yeah. woman has her hostage. Oh, wow. So, terrible yeah, movie, well, but amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a simple Just movie. Just cheesy. Yeah. Bit yeah. of fun. Mishka Barton's accent is horrific. And it's a fun bit. Yeah. Like, I just can't wait for him to come home from college. It's just bad. It's just bad. It's, it's if possible, worse than what I just did. Yeah. And then The Stepfather is 2009, and it is Penn Badgley. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, that's yeah. right. He's, yeah, yeah. So I've got in there. So basically, he is sent off um to military school after his parents split up mm-hmm. because he has some behavioural issues. He comes home a young man and um, his girlfriend has waited for him and they're very much in love um, and his mother is seeing somebody new. It's all a bit dirty, John. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The kids don't trust him one bit or something, yeah. Yeah, the kids are kind of... The younger kids kind of like him. That's fine. The, he doesn't trust him. He's older and he's kind of... Trying to do his whole dominance, I'm the man of the house type thing. You the mother, respect me. Yeah, the mother is absolutely madly in love with him because mm. he's come in, he's come in and swept her oh, off her feet yeah. after a like, messy divorce and her husband is cheating really on her and stuff really like bend. that. Yes. But it turns out that this guy has been playing this game for quite a while and he just likes to get with women that he can get money from. Vulnerable women. Vulnerable women. Yeah. So again, just a fantastic, fantastically kind of like switch off. Yeah, you don't yeah, need to do yeah. much. It's really good. It's a bit of fun. Again, 2009, just turn it on, switch your head off and you're there. 
that is it. Another one of those kind of films, well, not I, I just mean switch off, is uh, House of Wax, the modern version. Um, and I wasn't even sure if I was going to add it in because I was like, is, I wasn't 100% if I just didn't like this film or if I thought, and I was like, no, um, the premise of it is terrifying because yes. there is like, it, they come across this, what was it, there are a load of teens, youths, there are a load of kids out um, and they come across... They like driving. There's a lot of driving across American kind of stuff, doesn't? We yeah. don't get that in Ireland because no. Ireland's not big enough for that. Yeah, our massive drive is like now four hours. Yeah, it's it used court. to be seven. Yeah, but good old motorways. But anyway, so there's always driving films in America. But anyway, so they come across this town. It seems abandoned, and then it's like it's all put together, and it's all these waxwork figures, and they're like, oh, this is cool. So they're all looking around. They're also trying to find. I don't know whether it's a gas or a phone or something that they need. Uh, and um, But basically, they all start going missing bit by bit. Um, I'm severely cutting through this film because I remember nah, patchy bits. But what really, what I they're remember... They're trying anyway, to get to a football game. And they... Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to get to a football game. And I think they like run out of gas or something. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they just want in and out. They just want to get like, and then they start exploring and that's there. It's like in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre where they go into the house, like you don't leave. They go into the main place trying to find someone to help get gas and all this sort of stuff. And then they all start getting taken. And then like an hour or so later in the film, but like really five minutes, they find the friends say who went missing just standing there. And they're like, well, what are you doing? And they can't move. And then they're like, they're not moving. And they're like trying to peel to get them out. And yeah. you just see like they're peeling the skin off. of. It's not because they think it's just a wax cover. But the yeah. way that he gets them is that the wax gets put into their like between the skin and like the front. So it's not just a gloss. It's like their new skin. Um, and of course you've got Paris Hilton in the film. Yeah. And it was like one of her first, if no, maybe one of her first acting roles. I'm not sure if it was her first the whole like she was on the front page of like for the poster of the film where you knew she was gonna die yeah and I watched some sort of documentary on Netflix to do it like I don't know like people who do memes or influencers or something like that and she was in it and she was saying about how like it was kind of around about that time that she decided to like back away from the world yeah and then look into doing other things with her life like now she does like DJing around the world but she said it really killed her how people had just gone to that film to watch her die. And if she went to go to like premieres and everyone was cheering when she yeah. died and she's like, it just, it destroyed her for a while. How happy people were that her character. And it was a brutal thing. Like she gets like the back of her ankle, like cut up. And that's the one where you're just like, Oh, you feel yeah. that. And it is like, it's a real long drawn out chase until she's finally killed. But, um, it and is, I liked yeah. her in the movie. Yeah. You should actually watch her new documentary. It's amazing. It's just, it is a good film where it's cheesy as hell. Like, the acting isn't, like, stellar or anything like that. But it is, it's just something where you're like, yeah, I can just switch off and watch it. And I would, I think I'd probably watch it a bit twice already. Yeah. I think I had, I had a knockoff version of the DVD, so it was just poor quality of the DVD. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's, I just remember watching it and... It is a bit of fun. It is. It is. It is. I quite, I actually quite like it. I rewatched it there only two or three weeks ago and I was like, I forgot how much I actually did really like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is really good. My last one, um, but it's kind of, I also really like 
horror movies that are based in like fun houses. Mm-hmm. So there's one called the Fun House Massacre. It's 2015, and Robert Unglund is actually in it, oh, yeah. and he makes kind of more like which I I don't know if you call it really a cameo, but basically he is the head of the psychiatric unit, mm-hmm. and this girl comes in and um they. She kills him to get um to get some of the people out. Oh. Uh, some of the inmates out, and they're these six psychopaths who run rampage in this like fun house. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, it's t- no, it is terrible. <laughs> like it's really bad, but it's just it's just good fun. It's yeah. just a bit of crack. One thing I realized when I was doing this and um kind of researching for today was if a film has a great tagline, mm-hmm. I'm watching it. Oh yeah. It is. It's gonna be something I'm watching. So these are actually <laughs> films I have not watched, mm-hmm. but I'm going to solely because of oh, the, ta- the name yeah, yeah. and the tagline, and they're all on Amazon Prime. So you have Paranormal Casino. No. Sheer Horror. Bet on it. <laughs> the Basement. Some doors were never meant to be opened. I agree with that. Yeah. Basement. Room for Rent. She'll kill to find a decent man. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, love. It's all right. It's online dating. Then there was one called Triangle. And it was Fear Comes in Waves, right? And the um. front of it is this, like, cruise boat or a yacht. Then there's this guy with a sack on his head. And I was like, I have to watch this. This is hilarious. And then I started to watch it. And I actually realized I have seen the movie. Is that? Uh, yeah. It's, it's about the Bermuda Triangle. And they're on a small boat. And then they yes. get onto the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's I've seen actually, that more than once. Yeah. I have to watch the rest of it. Because it just has been so long. Yeah. But I remember it being kind of one of those that you go... I also get a, I got a lot of my DVDs at the moment in CEX and mm-hmm. I was up in Newry there recently and I got um, a couple of them but one I bought specifically for the two of us to watch it's a Korean horror movie called Chaw and the reason why I bought it was because in the background it just says wild boar wild gore <laughs> and I was like yeah count me in absolutely I am there for yeah. you I have just as a quick little because I just the 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 list was endless really yeah. so I'm gonna do a quick summary I'm not gonna like honorable go mention yeah yeah so uh Jason X like yeah. Jason in first uh and then Freddy versus Jason yes where we have Kelly Rowland you know yeah Beyonce in one name Kelly Rowland um Halloween Resurrection actually yes you're Buster, saying this Buster. yeah Buster Rhymes you run from America Tyler Rhymes yes Jesus. Like just Brilliant. it's like where it's a reality paranormal investigation thing meets Halloween, and it's obviously because they were of a kin. Like that was in the you know two thousand five, two thousand whatever. That was all starting. They had all those TV shows and just putting it together. It was magical. Oh, such a good movie. It was, yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, Resident Evil, the first one, I find is a guilty pleasure because I think it's a good film. Yeah. I love that Slipknot get to do the main theme song for that. Like it's. And it's like Mila Djokovic is kicking ass in it. It's good. Yeah. It's good fun. The rest of the films, they veer like none of them are like anywhere near kind of what the, the games are like. So they just really go off. And the only reason why like I think Mila Djokovic is in any of them is because she's married to the director. It's one of those ones oh. where Yeah, it's like um 
all the underworld underworld films where Kate Beckinsale is married to the director and so she's in every one of those you know they're the only two I know of where uh, you have a gig for life as long as you're married to the director um and what else end of days my boy Arnie yeah and because that was uh, apart from like Predator um he didn't do that many and obviously Terminator he didn't do that many like horror films and so this was one where he was like a cop trying to kill himself because his wife and daughter died and then he's trying to battle to save the world from the devil. Yeah. Played with Gabriel Byrne. Um, which is just I, well. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would kind of put that in with the Wicker Man, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Can't help but think that. I'm going to end this with something that I only just remembered, like, earlier on when we were talking about films. Dog Soldiers, 2002. Yeah. I love that film. It's where these, like they're in the army they're doing a training mission and it all goes tits up and then they have to spend the night somewhere they find this abandoned house i think one of them's attacked and obviously attacked by a wolf werewolf and it's got it's led by sean pertby and he's just as i was saying to you he's an actor where i really enjoy the stuff that he's in yeah and i could watch if i know he's in it i know i'm gonna like totally enjoy it he was in event horizon uh just he's a brilliant actor yeah. yeah um but it is, it's like he's the captain of the um the army group and it is it's but it's like it's also there's some black comedy in there. Yeah. And then Which is kind of a staple for an ill guilty pleasure. Yeah, and it just takes a turn, um, like at the very end with the house that they're in and the people are in. I, I won't say anything because it's like, oh, it's brilliant. I have it on DVD at home and I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm going to go watch that some stage because yeah. it's brilliant. And it is, this, I remember I was saying to my husband about films that I love. I was like, I've got these DVDs I can take home. He's like, not that one. I'm like, you yeah. shush. I said, that's a brilliant film. <laughs> but it's yeah. coming if you want me in the house. Yeah, you want me, you want, oh wait, this is an easy way where I can get kicked out of my own home. Um, but yeah, that to me is an absolute gem of a film. Um, so again, I think our, our what we can take from this is we don't feel really bad about any of the films. <laughs> I think the only watch. one we feel really guilty about is The Haunting. Okay. Yeah. So make sure to join us next week mm-hmm. where we are going to be talking about horror in art. Yes. So ha, 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 ha. a little bit different looking at gothic art like like the realism just loads of different kind of representation how it was one of the very first mediums to show out like true horror yeah and then how it could have influenced films well thank you so much for listening and don't forget to follow us on our instagram page of because you're home with underscores between every word thank you so much guys bye bye